This episode may contain adult themes and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Sorry. Welcome to the Film Critic and the Common Man podcast. While other film podcasts might go make a documentary, but we know when to shut up and let the subjects talk. Every episode, we discuss a film from the perspective of a film critic and the perspective of a common man. You may not agree, but it certainly won't be boring. I am your co-host, Ben Miller. I write about films for my own site, Ice Cream for Freaks, and a member of the North Texas Film Critics Association, as well as the International Film Society Critics. You can hear me guest on other pods of the David Lewis of Podcasting. I enjoy my brother and common man co-host, the only man I trust to bring enough cigarettes on a hike, Jake Miller. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, bud. <laughs> A, I can't promise I won't get you lost, but I'll have good smokes. <laughs> There's, I do really enjoy like that aspect of it. After a while, you know, they're pissed off, and they have this little moment right near the end of the movie where they're like, "Hey, I found some cigarettes," and there's like, "Yes!" Like yeah. the, it was the only thing that was keeping them all sane. Um, so our uh, October miniseries continues. Um, this is our smallest budgeted movie. It's the most independent one we have. Uh, I can't imagine us covering one cheaper than this. It's The Blair Witch Project, uh, directed by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez, written by those two as well, starring Heather Donahue, Michael Williams, and Joshua Leonard, and pretty much nobody else. Uh, opening date on January 23rd, 1999 at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, it went wide on July 14th, 1999, and it was successful. Um, it was, a, who man did it make money? Uh, it's, it's the Guinness World Record. It currently holds the Guinness World Record for the most successful money for profit. Uh, it made $140 yeah. million in the U.S., 108 international, $248 million on a $60,000 budget. Uh, they, I think somebody did the math and they said it made $10,000 for every dollar spent. Um, so, I mean, just yeah, there's, I mean, there's really no other way to get that kind of an ROI. It is, it, no, no, it's, it's, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go into some of those later, but I mean, it's, it's, it's such a rare case. Um, yeah. It just, it really came out of nowhere. I mean, that's what kind of Sundance is for. It's for mm -hmm. like, Hey, we want to submit these Indies, really, yeah. in indie films. Uh, for distributions and so people get to put eyes on your movie and be like oh caused a bidding war they bought it and the box office was out of control um no big name awards uh did win the uh john cassavetti's award at the independent spirit awards that's the best film under five hundred thousand dollars um did get two razzie nominations which kind of surprised me uh nomination for worst picture uh one best actress uh worst actress for heather donahue i think it's a little unfair but um regardless. i do too yeah uh we'll get into that uh rotten tomatoes this this one is the most shocking one we've had so far 86 percent for critics i didn't expect that to be that high 56 mm. audience like yeah uh, how, how can you have 56 56 audience with a 250 million dollar rake-in it doesn't make any sort of yeah sense. but yeah regardless so okay jake so this was your pick and yeah we were talking about doing the mini series on the uh on scary movies and stuff like that and you said this is one of the few movies that truly scares you yeah it's one that actually freaks me out. Like, uh, and I think uh, 
It's probably because, I mean, I, I have always enjoyed hiking, camping, being outdoors, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, I've, I've spent many a night in a tent, mm-hmm. things like that. I think the thing that really terrifies me about this movie or that thing that gets under my skin uh, is just the unknown. You never, you never identify anything really. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that's, I mean, w- we'll get into that too as well, but I mean, there, nothing is ever seen. It's all in your imagination. It's all something, whatever's out there, whatever's out there, whatever's in your head is way scarier than the actual thing that can be shown on screen. So exactly. Um, yeah. If I a will, giant alien pops out in front of me, I'm like, okay, shoot it. I can, I can, I can, I can figure that out. Even the most yeah, wild thing. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I will go ahead and go through the uh, quick uh, synopsis for this film. Um, this is based off the, uh, this is the first, it's not the first, but it's one of the pillars of found footage uh, horror films. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, supposedly was a found footage of a discard camera of three young filmmakers who had gone missing in October of 94. Film students Heather, Mike, and Josh uh, want to make a documentary about the fabled Blair Witch. And so they go to uh, Burkittsville, Maryland, and interview residents about the legend, um, talk about uh, this old hermit who lived in the woods, kidnapped children, murdered him in a basement, and had murdered him in pairs, and one would stand against the wall while the other would be murdered. And so they're like, well, let's make a documentary about this. So they head out there, and they hike out to this rock and, and find all this kind of stuff, and it's, it's just essentially them in the woods, pretty much documenting everything. And they find piles of rocks and they accidentally kick one over. And it's very, very innocuous. So uh, they start uh, camping one night and they hear like twigs snapping. And, and then they're like, okay, well, this is kind of weird. It's like somebody must be out there. I was like, okay, let's just go back. We got to get back anyway. So they start to hide back to the car and they can't find it. Uh, they're just essentially lost in the woods. Um, and Heather has the map and can't figure out what's going on. Um, the most frustrating part of the movie, uh, Mike, for some reason, kicks the map into the water out of frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and, and I got, I got one slight look at the map. I think it was like a, like, not, not like a nautical map, but whatever, like a, a, a topographic, topographic topographical. Yes. So it's not like mm-hmm. one that anybody could just read. Um, so, uh, so they get lost. And so they decide to start heading South using the compass um, and then they see all these stick figures in the trees. They get really freaked out. They keep fighting, infighting, uh, hearing strange sounds, including kids laugh, uh, laughing. At one point, their, sh- uh, their tent's all shaken. Um, and then they hide in the woods. They run out of the woods, hide. And, uh, they never really see anything. But then they come back and all their stuff's rifled through. There's a bunch of slime. Um, they don't know what's going on. And then uh, they... They finally keep hiking and they fun, run past a river that they've gone through before and more despair, more upset. And they're just really upset about everything and just kind of at their wits end. Um, then uh, that night, um, uh, Josh disappears and they can't find him. They look, look, and they get really freaked out. Uh, that next night, when they still can't reach their car, they're camping in their tent. They hear Josh screaming and that freaks them out mm-hmm. even more. They wake up the next morning. They see a bunch of twigs tied, or Heather finds a bunch of twigs tied together and finds a tooth, uh, a finger, I think a part of a tongue. Um, she's really freaked out. They keep Bloody. looking around. Yeah, <laughs> not, not great. Something. 
something someone didn't want to lose yeah <laughs> it's one yeah. thing if it's one thing if it's like oh so there's some hairs like that can be explained away it's like ah tooth and a finger and a tongue it's like yeah not so much mm-hmm. um so uh she kind of breaks down and apologizes on camera uh they the next night they find an abandoned house um and uh, in genius decide to go in uh because they hear josh screaming uh they go to the basement and you see mike's camera get knocked down Heather falls right behind him. Uh, she sees Mike standing in the corner. Camera gets knocked down. End of movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Presumably all dead. So, um, guess so. And you know, it's funny. I, I watch this movie much more as a like the thing that's that kind of unsettled me about this movie wasn't necessarily all the freaky stuff. It's just like man, being lost in the woods, being lost, the idea of yes. being deserted, like. There's nobody I can call like, and this is, yep. this is the last possible time this movie could have been made Yep. because yep. a couple of years in the future, absolutely. you have cell phones, you have GPS, all that kind of stuff. And your, your problems are solved. Um, now this is kind of a, a, a sub question to that. Were they actually lost or was it mm-hmm. some supernatural thing? Well, I would, yeah, it's like, Cause I was, I was watching it and I was like, okay, just, and I've, I have experience with net land navigation and compasses and reading maps and stuff like that. But even if you just had a compass and you're like the roads to the East. Yes. Yes. And then just go East and get there. But, But yeah, I can't imagine how freaky it would be like if, you know, you think you're doing everything right and you you're going place, in circles uh, again. And see that, so a lot of this, this, the reception of this movie was a criticized kind of for the actors in office authenticity and maybe in the early spots, whenever, you know, they're hiking into the woods, but man, when they get lost and they start getting frustrated at each other, it's like, boy, yeah. I felt all that real. Like, because yeah. you're, and uh, they're, they're hungry they're cold they're wet like nothing is going correctly nothing is right like you said where they're out of cigarettes um they're you know the the parts of this movie i really clung to were the little human parts where they're talking about oh what do you want it's like oh i'm I, well, pumpkin my mom, pie with pumpkin, ice cream my mom's mashed potatoes like it's like yes it's yeah. like those are some really cool little human parts of it that yeah. make the scary parts even that much worse because it's like, oh, these people are pretty human. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, yeah. And, and, uh, I think that comes out also, you know, kind of in the famous scene from this movie where it's a close up. Mm-hmm. She's crying and got a snotty nose and mm-hmm. she's saying, I'm sorry to Josh's mom and Mike's mom yeah. and my mom. It's and so raw. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah yeah it kind of reminds you yeah they're they're scared kids out in the woods i guess and yeah, and, and that yeah. makes it scarier for the viewer i guess yeah it's it's like it's there, there's a there's a really terrifying website you can go to where you can see the last words of airlines that have crashed in the black box recordings it's it's very much a it's it's you're not accepting your fate but you're like oh no this is a situation. This, this is, is a, this is a serious situation, and yep. and you know Heather Donahue gets all the flack and it's like she's not she's really annoying and there I get all that, 
but it's mm-hmm. all worth it because this, there's a reason this is the lasting image of the film because that is a really dynamic scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real up close and personal and yeah, most, most of the time, I mean, she's annoying and most yeah. like up until then, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yes. The Turn fuck up. the camera off. Stop talking. Yes. Yeah, like there's there's one point when she's like, the guys aren't talking to me. And I'm like, when no one will talk to you, that's a good time to shut up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and it's like, why are you filming this right now? And that, you know, right. <laughs> and the other the guys are frustrated at her. It's like, you do not have to be filming 24-7. There's this is this is no, there's no advantage to this. Now, yeah. whenever they're running out of, whenever they're running out and like, okay, let's try to get this on camera. It's like that. Okay. I get that part. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I understand that. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of the early parts. Yeah. At, I think yeah, at some ahead. point you're like, get the camera out of my face. Yes. Like, yes. We're actually in a, a real problem here. And you're trying to, this is basically me at, uh, when we have to take family Christmas pictures. <laughs> I'm like, get that out of my face. It's like, I'm sick of it. Okay, hold on. One, two, three. And then, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, we've got at least three or four. Let's come on. You can't tell me we haven't gotten it. Um, So, you know, we talk about the the documentary style of this. Um, I, you know, I'm not a film major. I never took film classes, Um, but I've seen, and, and you're a big fan of documentaries. Um, yeah. so, and I've seen my fair share, um, but I, I know the basic idea of documentaries is just like, uh, now I was a, I, I did take a lot of journalism classes and did a lot mm-hmm. of journalism adjacent stuff. Um, yeah. you don't make your, you try not to make yourself too much of the story. The story yeah. is about everything else. And at the early scene, they're talking to that crazy old lady and they're talking to her outside her yeah. RV and they keep asking her questions and she'll respond. And then she interrupts and respond and interrupts. And I'm thinking it, 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 now as, a, as the person who edits this podcast, I would think, man, that would be an editing nightmare. Just trying to edit your own words out to try to get some coherent sentence of what she's saying. Um, yeah. And, and I've got, I've got a couple questions on that here yeah. in a minute, but uh, I think uh, one of the great doc modern documentarians um who i follow uh is mike Rowe. Mm. i'm sure you're familiar with him dirty mm. jobs yeah 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 like yeah that. well i heard a thing from him where he explained the premise of dirty jobs and he was like i didn't want to be the host of the show basically i wanted them to be the host and yes. me be the guest yeah yeah is take me along, show me what's involved in this instead yes. of saying, you know, I'm the host of the show yeah. and it's very, here's a it, guest. It's very much of him. Hey, show me what to do because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's exactly. It's, it's, it's the exact opposite of what it was supposed to be. And like, if you think of all the best documentaries, you know, if you think of, uh, you know, a uh, free solo, um, the, the example I think of like those documentarians are right on the edge and they do have to deal with some things of themselves in the documentary about like, what is the ethical mm-hmm. line of us potentially seeing this guy die? But at right. the same time, that's a small part of it. 
the mm-hmm. bulk is the subject. Like it's right. not, it's not, Hey, I have a question for you. And then stop. And he's like, no, let the guy, let it breathe. Like, you, you, yeah, but, but okay. So uh, on the documentary side of things, Mm-hmm. So based on the actual Blair Witch, the problem that a lot of people had with this movie was motion sickness. Is that something you had a problem yes. with? That is. No, I, I didn't uh, have a problem with it. Uh, my wife said she kind of did. My wife uh, did too. Yeah. And I, I'll get motion sick, like if I'm a passenger in a car. Mm. Uh, but uh it, it didn't treat me too bad. I mean, there was times when I was like, settle it down. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think much about it. Like I, I, I knew going in that a lot of people had that complaint and I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll come in with that kind of idea. And I guess I just had my expectations where it wasn't as bad. Like there were some movies, like you seen Gravity where Sandra Bullock is an astronaut. Oh, San- yeah. Yep. So there are parts of that movie that I'm like, okay, this has got to stop spinning. Like mm-hmm. I am, it's, I don't do Disney. <laughs> <They're> the, <laughs> yeah. Like, I can, I can do some like roller coasters and things like that. Teapots. That's an end of my day. And no. dizzy is the end of my day. And yep. that's the problem with, with gravity. You see her spinning and it's, it's like, okay, okay. You need to stop this. Now this was, this is the shakies a lot, but I mean, I was able to handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't, it, it didn't hit me too bad. I mean, mm-hmm. but it is chaotic, but it reminds me of uh, like our our mom, her complaint about our granddad's family VHS tapes was, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of is just like so much shaking around and yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. Our, our grandpa had hand tremors, so it, it kind of didn't help things. But I mean, at the same time, yeah, <laughs> you see those, yeah, you see all those things are through. Um, so, okay. So after the Blair Witch Project was a runaway success, unsurprisingly, sequels came. They made a sequel called Blair Witch to the Book of Shadows. It was an absolute bomb on all accounts. Um, I'd imagine. It was, um, so essentially they kind of took the idea, uh, this is my guess. They had a script about a scary movie and they're like, let's just make it Blair Witch 2 and have that be the thing that is the reason it happens. It doesn't mm-hmm. have any really connection to the old one besides like the the movie, like the characters in the movie are fans of the movie of the 99 Blair Witch. Oh. And you're just like, now, mm-hmm. now they did another one a couple years ago. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's a little better. They, it's a direct sequel to this one. Uh, like the sister of Heather is looking for her and they go in the woods okay. and things get a little wackier than that. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe worth checking out. I'm not sure. I don't really know anybody that's seen it. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even know there was any, any other sequels or anything. So I mean, yeah, but still. Um, okay. So hmm. is there anybody in this movie? Like, okay. Heather is kind of the annoying one. Um, Josh is kind of, I don't really know how to classify him. I guess the little, the more aggressive of them. And, uh, and, and I, I guess, I guess uh, Mike is the one where you're kind of like, okay, you're kind of a tag along, but you made the, he probably made the biggest mistake of everybody. So, I mean, it's, it's funny how the characters are so unsympathetic for the first half of the movie. Like mm-hmm. you're not really on board with anybody. 
And then just the idea of somebody's terror, just is like, man, this is so, I don't want them to, I don't want to actually see somebody die. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. They kind of make them all kind of unlikable at, yeah. at the beginning. And, and maybe that's intentional as like, mm-hmm. you know, young, you know, head in the clouds kind of nothing, like nothing can college. Hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. Like college kids, you yeah. know, just got mm-hmm. out of, you know, journalism school or something like that. Okay. I'm making we'll a documentary. Go. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, right. Yeah. And this, like, if you remade it today, that would be like, oh, they'd be Gen Z guys. They're vaping and all that kind of stuff. But like we said, this is the last possible time this movie works. Nowadays, there's yeah. no chance because GPS and whatever various things, you have to make it super supernatural. And the thing that makes this work is it all feels like it actually might have happened. And like, there, it, it almost at, at points, you're just like, are they just kind of freaking out? Like, well, and and that's what I thought of. Uh, I would compare this to the thing we discussed. Yeah, yeah. Is is there really a monster, or is everyone just going nuts from yeah. spending too much time in Antarctica? It's kind of like, yeah. how long do you get lost out in the woods before you start hearing shit and yeah. believing stuff and running off? And you know, you know, it's so, it, yeah. And it's even like I think of this is just kind of my view of it is I looked at it's like those woods don't look too bad. Like it says looks, looks, looks pretty even like not, not a whole lot of elevation change. Like when I think of like woods stuck in the woods, I think of like British Columbia, like, right. It's like if you're dropped in the middle of there, not only are you in the middle of a really desolate place and whatever the elements and all that kind of stuff, you're not within 300 miles of anybody. So, right. Now, yeah yeah maryland you might run into a street all of a sudden right yeah yeah i mean it's like uh where we used to take fishing trips yeah, uh, yeah. fishing trips up in in canada mm-hmm. i mean nah you're you, you <laughs> kiss your ass goodbye pretty much yeah it's, it's <laughs> i mean the, yeah the uh that's that's probably the one thing about this movie like if i would have said okay how would you fix this movie that you can't really fix? Like, okay, make one thing. I'm not saying like replace Heather or anything like that. I'm like, put it somewhere more desolate. Like, because I, I, feel, yeah. I feel, I feel like they should, they should have run into something. Like if, if they, yeah. if, if they're in Maryland walking for three days in the same direction, mm-hmm. they'll run into something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and Heather even says at one point, like, this is America. Yes. It's really hard <laughs> to get lost and it's even harder to stay lost. He's, she's not and, wrong. <laughs> but whenever she said that, she goes, I disagree, bitch. Like, <laughs> but so, so, yeah. it's because the areas I travel in are much more desolate. It's, yeah, and it's a different I can, kind of, un- it's a different kind of desolation though. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, like somebody knew, like, like the there app- are places to get lost, but probably not Maryland. Now, now there's a, this is kind of a, this is kind of a nerdy thing having to do with uh, uh, camera ideas. So yeah. whenever I was in college, we had, we were allowed to check out uh, television style cameras, like on your shoulder. Um, yeah. We're allowed to check them out but we had to sign waivers each time. 
and like we could get kicked out of school if we didn't bring them back because I think they were like forty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, they were really yeah. expensive. And whenever they're like, "We got to get back. I got work tomorrow. I got to bring the camera back." And I'm like, "Oh no!" That was the, that was the thing that really stuck to me. I was like, "Oh no! You you brought that camera back. You got to get that camera back." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna lose my scholarship. Exactly. If I don't, How yeah. am I gonna be? Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Oh man, Mrs. Browning's gonna kill me." Yeah, exactly. So. It's kind of a funny thing to think about. It's I look at the map of I'm looking at the map of Maryland right now, and I'm looking at the map of where essentially Burkittsville is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine in the last 25 years it's that much of a difference. But but I look at it and I'm like, okay, you're gonna run into some road path city something at least like a farm to market road or something something yeah yeah so i mean i think of the same i think it was like it it, i i do agree with heather it is kind of hard to get lost like it at least in and and there was a part of me also it was like this is america we're civilized this is not we're not out in the woods (laughs) right yeah 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 and, and and i think that's that's their biggest problem is that hubris and they underestimated their, their environment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I think now I'm, I'm the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking like, okay, I think it was probably supernatural things keeping them there. Like why all of a sudden they found that, why all of a sudden they found that shack and why all of a sudden was those steps there. And like, yeah. So, I mean, or you, um, you head East all day and that's what your compass says, but yeah, somehow yeah. you cycle back around to the same stream. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so it must be a supernatural. Yeah. That's kind of the thing I think. Um, this is one of the first movies to ever get like viral marketing type, mm-hmm. having those type of things. Like this is, uh, you know, viral wasn't really a thing back in 99, I guess it came further along, but the idea is, is like, okay, there's this little bitty movie. It opened on very little screens, got seen mm-hmm. by a couple, and then it just kind of build and build and build and yep. build. And then all of a sudden, it makes $250 million. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it was, it was a thing that we have parodied ourselves just in our general life of getting a camera. And here, I'll, for the viewers at home. Yeah. I'm so scared. I'm so scared right now. Yeah, I mean. exactly i mean it's it's it was such a thing and i think i want to say it was scary movie they parodied it where like yes like it was it was dripping and don't get wrong i was watching and i was like come on girl wipe your nose like (laughs) but but like i said it's the most it's the best part of it's the the good part of the movie um the three actors had some um I was looking it up and there, the three actors are uh, Heather Donahue, Michael Williams, and Joshua Leonard. Heather Donahue got kind of the most flack from this movie, Um, but she didn't really, and she tried to, she was in some small things, but she kind of couldn't really escape the idea of the movie Um, Mm -hmm. and nobody could really escape her. She, uh, she starts, she sells uh, legal weed now. Um, I looked it up. Um, So good for her. Uh, I'll I'll get her info from you here in a minute. (laughs) It's good to know. Uh, I think she changed her name too. She has a right uh, re, uh, re Hans. So uh, yeah, I mean, take that as you will. Um, Michael Williams, uh, the guy who played. Uh, um, so that is yeah, 
Let's see. So yeah, that was a uh, that was. They're Mike. all named the same thing. They right? are. Uh, yeah. There's Mike. Was is the other one Josh? Michael is Mike, and Joshua is Josh. Yes. Yes. And Heather's okay. Heather. So Mike, uh, Mike did a little bit of stuff, a um, little bit of TV, not really much. He runs uh, a little theater. He's a manager of a little theater in New York. Seems like a just a small time guy. Doesn't really have any desire to do much else. Um, now the guy who played Josh, uh, Joshua Leonard. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, he's been working pretty consistently since uh, since the Blair Witch Project came out. Uh, the next year, he was in uh, the Men of Men of Honor, a uh, a classic. Oh yeah, uh, Cuba Gooding uh, yeah. Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. Navy movie. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of various stuff. Um, the Tim Allen remake of the Shaggy Dog. Uh, you know, various mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I saw him in a movie a couple of years ago called Four Good Days. He's okay. I mean, he. He's been really steady. He's got a lot of credits. Like the other two are just in a few things and done. The, this mm. guy is like, okay, I'm going to be a character actor for the rest of my life. Um, good for mm. him. Um, yeah. still, still hanging on. Uh, still in more stuff, I'm sure, later this year. Uh, he was just in uh, an episode of MacGyver. So, I mean, you're still, still mm. going hard. So, whatever, man. Well, work is work, man. <laughs> Tell you what. So, so, I mean, okay. if it's, you know, paycheck's paycheck. I know being a character actor. Um, okay. So I think the funniest thing about this movie is the actual documentary is because like, they're trying to do a documentary on the Blair witch and I don't know anything about the Blair witch. I don't know what necessarily, I don't know if it's a woman, if it's a man, because the guy they're talking about that who's killing people in the corner, that's a guy. And then they were talking about ritualistic right. hearings on this rock. So I don't really like, do you have a grasp of actually what is happening or is it, is it that, that more of adding to it? Just like whatever's in your mind, that's what's there. Yeah, no, I, I have no idea. Um, but what, what it reminds me of, I remember whenever they're doing kind of the uh, interviews of the locals mm. at the outset yeah, and one guy says, um, Oh, it's a story my grandma used to tell us to keep us from staying up too late. Yeah. Well, my wife, who's Hispanic, yep, she grew up with Lorona. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. La Rayona and El Cucuy. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's... and uh, so I mean, and it's it's basically just uh, one of those other tales to scare the shit out of kids so that they don't act bad, basically. (laughs) It's a way to traumatize kids at a young age. I thought, I thought that was a really cool thing. Like the coolest part of like the early documentary documentary stuff is they talk to like, a, um, there's like a, they're like at a seven 11 they're like, you heard of the Blair witch? It's like, yeah. It's like, will you tell us about it next time they're outside? And he's like going in depth and he's like telling all this kind of stuff. And you're like, okay, this is a great guy to be talking to. Like, I like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you if you knew, like, Whoever played Crazy Mary, the old oh, crazy man, like I, I was like, I don't know if that's an actor. Or, <laughs> I mean, if they just went to this town and talked to uh, because that was convincing. If she ain't crazy, she tricked me. Yeah, it's it's that that's a that's a good like, uh, and the dudes fishing in the stream and stuff like that. They they all looked very genuine, like small town people and so i was wondering did they present it like hey we're just shooting a local documentary get their permission to be on and then or 
were they actors? Um, so it looks like, so the, the, the woman playing Mary Brown, um, she has one credit and it is the Blair Witch Project. Her name is Patricia Deku. Um, she, uh, she's from New Orleans. Says she was an actress, but I mean, I don't like the fact that she has no other. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So she looks like she was the art technician on the Blair Witch Project. So she was like, it was like oh, a crew, okay. it was a crew member, and they're like, hey, hey, Julie, uh, not not to uh, Patricia, not to be mean. You look like a creepy lady in the woods. Do you want to go hop in here? Um, right. I mean, this 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 movie was made for sixty thousand dollars, even for yeah. an independent movie that is remarkably cheap. Like. Well, I was saying, I mean, you can't buy, you can't hardly buy a new car for that. No. Nowadays, so, I mean. I mean, you think of the movies that are made, being made these days, uh, like even independent films, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, you know, if you're talking about, hey, can you please, uh, so I talked to a, I talked to a director from Finland and she makes very mm -hmm. small human movies. And her th big thing was, I can't get people to pay me to make movies. Because mm -hmm. movies are so expensive to make just because mm -hmm. of, you know, the insurance, the unions, the actors, the cameras. Mm -hmm. um, now, now yeah. certain things, certain people kind of pushing back on that kind of things um, based on those things. But I mean, you, you, you just try to get those things to happen. It just, it's, it's movies are super expensive to make the cheapest movies. Like nowadays you're like, man, it was only made for $11 million. You're like yeah. $11 million is an astronomical amount of money. Yeah, you got to think about the investment that goes into that that might not work. Yes, yes. This is why you know? this is why the, uh, the, they made a lot of money off of this. They they, mm -hmm. they love these movies because they they're cheap and they they're easy to market. Hey, want to be scary? Scary. That's all that like they don't have to really go beyond that. They're like, yeah. ooh, this is a uh, and and in this case the, the thing they were doing really smart is they had the three actors and they put them on IDB and they put them as missing presumed dead. Oh, so wow, whenever, really? whenever you look them up, you're like, who's this actor? You're like, Oh shit. Is this real? Like, are we watching a snuff film? Like, yeah. it's like, it's all part of the thing, but I mean, sure. it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a good little thing. Um, it worked. Yeah, it worked. Obviously. <laughs> Okay, buddy, it is time for my favorite segment of each uh, each episode, Pull for a Dumbass. Each week, I go through the filmography of a filmmaker and put Jake Cinemac knowledge to the test. We're going to really switch things up this week. Um, instead of necessarily talking about a filmmaker or an actor, I'm going to talk about movies that made a whole lot of money off of a very little budget. Um, we're going to go through 15 movies. They range all sorts of years all sorts of uh, levels of success, but they were all just runaway successes in their own sort mm -hmm. of way. Okay, so we're going to start with a, uh, a film, I think it's from 2004, um, kind of a version of found footage, although there is like a camera person, made for $500,000, made 50 million, open water. open water open water it's a it's a it's a husband and wife who go scuba diving and uh they get forgotten by the boat and they come up yes. and they're by themselves yes um, yes i have seen it it is it's a funny movie because uh if you uh if you shut your eyes it sounds like pornography uh <laughs> it's it's you shut your eyes and you just hear baby oh my gosh what was that oh oh 
because uh, you know they're in water so they're exhausted the whole time so it just sounds very like uh, pornographic keep, um, keep going ben no one can... <laughs> keep, keep making the noises i am gonna, I'm gonna try it <laughs> all right on to the next yes you've seen oh. the blair <laughs> yes you've seen the blair witch project as we said sixty thousand uh, dollars budget 248 million um that's the uh, on this list this is this that's the second highest grossing movie on the list i have a movie that made more money than that it was it was a higher budget but uh I'll get yeah to that. um how about uh another early 2000s um made for four hundred thousand dollars made 46.1 million napoleon dynamite yes i have not seen it all the way through but i've seen so much <laughs> parts so many parts of it um it's just one of those if you ask, hey, why was Napoleon Dynamite successful? I was like, I don't know, man. The early 2000s were weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why. It just works. It just caught that little, it's like the little, the gosh, the come on, Tina, eat your food. All that kind of like the little fun, little niche. The one liners and yeah. 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 Um, so uh, the, uh, the, a lot of the themes of a lot of these movies are scary movies um, just because. You can just kind of don't have to market them much. It's just like scary. So go watch these scary movies. Uh, $325,000 budget, $47 million. Take the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, uh, the movie that launched the career of Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, yeah. The kind of the tentpole for how horror movies kind of came to be. Uh, slasher movies in general as well. Um, yeah. We talked about it in the last episode a little bit. Made for $1.2 million and brought home $104 million. Started a franchise which brought well over a billion dollars. Saw. Oh, yeah. See, that's a movie I originally was really, really fond of. Just because it did mm-hmm. such interesting things the first time I ever saw it. You're like, this is nothing mm-hmm. like anything else. And then it got lazy kind of as it went along. Did you see any other Saw movies besides the first one? No, I think it's only been the... I think I've only seen the first one. So and I, I watched the second one and it's one of those, there's a scene in the second one where a girl searches through hypodermic needles. And so she has to, yes. And he was like, Ooh, it's so terrifying. Like that. That's, that's the second one. That's the second one. Yeah. I've so seen that. Then I've seen, I've seen the second and the third one. I don't think I've seen anything else. I think there's eight of them. And I think they rebooted it already. they're all really inexpensive and they make like 50 million. So I don't understand why they don't do them. Um, Another, uh, another theme, uh, not necessarily in this list, but in general documentaries, very inexpensive to make uh, a lot Mm -hmm. of times Um, made for $65,000, $22.2 million gross super size me. Uh, yes, I have seen it. I haven't actually seen that. I know everything that goes along with it. It's just like, well, let's right. just go to McDonald's and get fat and kind of record what went from there. Um, did, did it make you not? I mean, I know how much of a fan you are of McDonald's anyway. I like their breakfast. Yeah, there you go. But it doesn't make you, does it definitely doesn't make you want to keep going there. Well, no, I mean, it's just. Man, I eat crappy, and I'm on the road all the time. I eat like crap, and I and I'm I'm always of the belief like you shouldn't go to McDonald's and be upset that you had bad food, or oh, it's like oh, I feel I don't feel gross. You you're at McDonald's. It's the fair cheeseburger. Yes, yes, it's that's what you. Yes, 
you're not yeah. you're not supposed to be eating well it's not you're it's like why did my face feel greasy it's like you just had mcdonald's of course it does yeah right. um <laughs> uh, <laughs> a uh, another um another horror uh another horror entry a movie i have not seen 1.5 million dollars 99.8 million dollar intake insidious uh um that's the one yeah that, i'm almost positive i've seen it uh i is is it about is it about a is it a creepy kid uh is supernatural um the uh directed by james wan who does a lot of stuff like that um so uh they uh let's see here it, it looks like um it, it, they, oh they have it's, it's it is a creepy kid it's a it's it's a, a married couple and they have a kid who uh hits his head and falls into a coma um and then he wakes up and it starts getting weird yeah oh you have seen it yep i'm, oh. I'm pretty sure yeah you're undefeated on this so far this is actually impressive um so I, I haven't I haven't seen I've seen most of Napoleon Dynamite. I'll count it. I haven't seen Super Size Me or Insidious. Now this one I did see. I saw in the theaters with our other brother. Um, made for fifteen thousand uh, dollars. It is. Uh, it's the. It's one of the cheaper films. Uh, I think it actually is the cheapest film on the list. Fifteen thousand dollars. Hundred ninety four million dollar take. Paranormal Activity. Yeah. It's. It was creepy. It was it was what it was supposed to be, and you're like, wow, what a creepy thing. And then they made like seven more of them, and they weren't as creepy. And right, like that was only like how much? Fifteen thousand dollar budget. What? They, it's, how? Just, it's just a camera and a tripod. There's what what the people staying in bed. They probably wow. heard. I mean, it's it's you think hey. back on it. Yeah, I mean. The, uh, they, they they put a fishing line on a uh, on a on a bed sheet and slightly pulled it away i mean and a lot of your imagination does the thing yeah i get it um yeah so this is this next one is probably the one that is known as the uh like the original like made for no money made a huge money and changed lives made for one million dollars 117 million dollar take and this was in 1977 rocky uh, yeah <laughs> uh, 1976 Dang. excuse me i mean changed the life of everybody involved with it um yeah it made absolutely. sequel after sequel it created uh boxing there's a there's a statue of a fictional character in philadelphia because of this movie it's yeah and 117 million in 1976 is not the same as 117 million these days that's that's yeah. a way bigger number and plus uh yeah i mean Michael B. Jordan and Creed mm -hmm. not too long ago. And, yep. Yeah, so mean, it's really become it's a, a whole thing. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So this is the one I'm confident you haven't seen. Um, it's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, made for $150,000. Uh, brought in $20.7 million and won an Oscar. Uh, the film Once. It is about a uh, Irish busker. Um, and he decide, he kind of links up with this I want to say she's some Scandinavian woman who's a singer and they decide just like, they kind of have some chemistry and they go decide to make an album. Um, and they make really nice music. It's like a musical. Uh, it's like a street musical film, really sweet movie. Um, it's, it's a, uh, it's an old brother or thou type movie where all the music happens organically, really sweet, really cute movie. Uh, won an Oscar for best original song. Um, you Is have it to kind be of a, 
a star is born but without the sadness yeah yeah it's it there's a little there's a little <laughs> like nobody's famous like it's it's uh-huh. it's nobody's trying to become somebody but the become somebody is not necessarily like we're going to be superstars we're just like we just want to make nice music like and right. they kind of want to fall in love as well like it's a it's a sweet movie i highly recommend you check it out um okay uh the uh another one one that not only one that we have seen we saw it together the first time we ever saw it and we saw it camping in the woods made for $550,000 brought in uh 92.7 million Friday the 13th yeah yes uh watch yep. it in a, watching our uncle's camper laugh yep. the whole time yeah Did, I, <laughs> yeah we basically just made fun of it yeah <laughs> I, I still always remember the headless guy or the headless yeah. woman with her hands going like this as she falls away from the camera. That's what, that's my, that's my lasting image of that movie. Um, okay. So this next one is uh, so, so Jake, so far we're you're 10 for 11. This is absolutely Ooh. your best. Um, so this one is the highest budgeted movie, but um, considering the budget for what it is and what it made, it's still impressive. $6.4 million budget made $78.4 million. The original Terminator. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's uh, looking back on it and then all the kind of stuff it does, it's like, that's pretty impressive. They were able to stretch the money to that. That, that is, I mean, that was pretty revolutionary special effects too, to, yeah to like robots and uh, being chased through and all the cool stuff and then the set the funny thing is the second movie was at the time the most expensive movie ever made so just the the as the flip side of that so just to, right just to put it on the other side of it um another one super super cheap one hundred fourteen thousand made 18 million dollars one of two movies our mother has walked out of the night of the living dead I, I'm gonna say no. I haven't seen it. Living Dead. It's black and white. The original zombie movie. Oh, it's an original. The no. the original, the old one. Like okay, no, no. I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's one. Of, our mom, big movie fans. Love. She never walks out of movies. She walked out of that one when she was younger. She just hated it. Okay. Um. The an, another movie that launched careers made for somehow made for two hundred thousand dollars. And made a hundred million. The original Mad Max. Uh, yes, I've seen. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the original Mad Max. I've seen the Road Warrior, and I've se- I think I've seen Thunderdome, and I've definitely seen Fury Road. But I, I don't think I've ever seen the original, even though I do own it. You own it, but you haven't watched it. It happens. It was in. A th- I have a. Th- I have a four pack of all the Mad Max movies. Oh, okay. so, so this is like that was bought for but like it's just i haven't gotten around to it so okay so we are down to our last one so you are you are 12 for 14 right now i don't know if you have seen this movie so this movie was made for five million dollars it was an independent movie based on a woman and a one woman show it grossed 368 million dollars it was nominated for an oscar it spawned a sequel it is my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, nah. I know of it, but I, I haven't have, seen it. I have not seen it. No. So, so it's 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 cute. It's not it's not bad. It's it's harmless. Like it's a it's a sweet little like um you, you know those you know those things where you're like, oh, this is a movie, like I think a, a movie just came out called Easter Sunday about 
uh, about a Filipino family. And it's just filled with the Filipino in-jokes. That's what uh-huh. this is for my Big Fat Greek wedding. It's just nothing but Greek, 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 Greek jokes. Um, uh-huh. But it's still cute and harmless. Uh, fun fact, uh, the, the, so Nia Vardalos is the star of that. And the mm-hmm. co-star, the man, is named John Corbett, who, mm-hmm. if you're like, I don't, that doesn't really sound familiar. If you saw his face, you'd recognize him. He is one. Uh, we He's keep, the guy from Northern Exposure? Or? No, that is, that's a different, no, that's wings. A different guy. No, a different guy again. Okay, Dang. so hold, hold on, hold on. I'm going to bring this all together now. So, so he has been a character actor in a lot of things. We talked about the film Tombstone a couple weeks ago with the, the Thing episode. In Tombstone, at the OK Corral shootout, he is one of the yeah. cowboys who is killed. Yeah, I can picture him. Yes, and the funny, I thing, was... the funny thing about that, the guy from Wings, also Thomas Hayden Church, in the OK Corral and died. <laughs> yes. So, so there, see, it's all coming together. Uh, the other one is Rob morrow is the uh, is the guy from northern exposure the kind of curly haired I, I i know why it's easy to get them all confused okay so that's yeah. good yeah that's not bad so jake that's great you went 12 for 15 on micro budget uh big money movies <laughs> i mean that's that's easily the best you've ever done uh the only ones you missed were once not a living dead and my big fat greek wedding so two rom-coms and a movie from 1971 or whatever it is so yeah com- right. very commendable job Thank you. Thank you. All right. Jake is, I think we're at that time now. I see the, I see mm. the warm glow behind us. The glow yep. that was not in any way in this movie. I think it's that time. Yeah. I think you're right, man. I start, sorry to break it to you. You're in the hot box. I'm in the hot box. Each episode, instead of me staring the conversation, Jake peppers me with a series of questions that I must answer truthfully. Sometimes it's just trivia. Sometimes it is not. Sometimes it's just uh, for some reason you got to pick up the camera and show the girl peeing. <laughs> what you got for me, Jake? Uh, when's the last time you went camping? Oh boy. Um, when's the last time I went camp? Like stayed outside? Yeah, slept outside. It has been at least fifteen years. At least. Oh, yeah. I, I just it's. It just hasn't come up. So, so on the flip side of it, the last time I slept in a tent is not the last time I've gone camping. So um, kind of as a joke, me and my wife, whenever we bought our house before the one we live in now, we didn't have furniture. We're waiting for it to cut. We were, the movers were coming the next day from her apartment anyway. So we don't have anything in the bedroom and I'm like, Hey, you know, what would be hilarious. Let's set up a tent in here. So that's what I did. I, I bought a tent, yeah. set it up in the, in the bedroom. And we slept in a tent in the middle of a air conditioned bedroom because why not? Um, yeah. But as far as being in a tent, like, I don't think I have, I'm trying to think of the last time and it's probably been, it might've been longer than that. I can't remember the last time I've slept. Outside. Has it been like when you would go with us? Probably. Yes. Out and there. That's been, our younger brother and our cousin. Yes, that's. I, I think that might have been the last time. Not that. So, my favorite feeling in the world is being in a tent, where, like, if it's outside, if it's windy or it's rainy, and I'm inside, dry and safe. It's my favorite feeling in the world. It's right. like my ASMR, and yep. I love that feeling. But I think that exact moment you're thinking of, where we all four of us went out and camped, I think that was the last time. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. 
Okay. They kind of, they go to the, in this movie, they go to the grocery store before they head out. Yes. All right. So what's your go-to food? If you're going to go camping, you're going to go out in the wilderness and have to sleep outside. You know, what food do you think you're bringing? Okay. So these days I'd probably, probably, you know, the way things have evolved, I'd probably be like, okay, well I can get like pouches of tuna the pouches of dried tuna um, and make that work and various things like that. Um, it, it, for some reason, I always default to any time our dad went on trips whenever we were kids. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I haven't eaten beanie weenies in years, but I'd probably mm-hmm. buy a can of beanie weenies before I'd go on a camping trip or uh, uh, the wafer nut, the wafer nutter butters. Yes. Like, yes. Those type or uh, uh, fruit pies to go to for yes. if, you know, like in, in, in reality, I'd probably just make sandwiches probably, but uh, in actual execution, I would probably do the weird stuff when somebody with me is like, why are you buying this? It's like, right. It's like, uh, I, I, in reality, I'd probably get a couple gallons of gallon jugs of water. I'd probably get some easily, you know, lunchables or something. I don't need to keep cold or something or whatever, something like that. Um, but I beef, beanie, beef jerky is the way to go. Beef jerky, there you go. Yes, uh, beef jerky packets of peanuts. Uh, yeah, like if a, one of the, like a big thing of pistachios. Uh, there you go. Yeah, by you, all you're means. ready to go, man. Hey, don't worry. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I know what's going. I know what's up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, yeah, I'd go beef jerky, beanie weenies. Um. Yeah, nowadays it's pretty easy with the tuna yeah. packets and yeah. stuff like that. It's a lot easier than it was even sure, ten, sure. ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now you can kind of get the MRE, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, type deals of survival foods and Makes stuff sense. like that. But okay, but yeah, um, you know, as far as being on like fun camping trips, not survival, yeah, or fishing trips or whatever yeah our tastes are probably skewed towards the south yeah like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the fried pies beanie weenies uh, like uh, i'm uh, sure honey, there's honey, honey buns and any anything in little debbie's yes all yeah. those kind of things yes all little debbie has donut sticks every uh donuts donut sticks and honey buns or what i that it's like that's what you eat for breakfast that's just what you eat for breakfast like yep. i don't care if it's a sugar treat it's what you eat yes right yep. yeah I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is, can you estimate the last time you actually had a physical map inside your vehicle? Okay. Like you a actual map. So, in your I was, so I was driving. I remember that because I, whenever I started driving, I had, I had a big black Atlas. Mm-hmm. Of, um, it was, it was probably, probably this big it was not small uh you yeah. see, it was it was right right in between right in the seats i think our parents might have gotten for each of us whenever we got cars um yep. so we got this big atlas and you know you 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 only care about the texas and you go through and you're right. like okay well and so um so i started driving in oh three so um and i remember having it uh, so probably a physical map. I probably did it whenever I had a girlfriend who lived away, lived in, lived in a different city. So I was probably driving back and forth in 04. 
So 04, 05, because after that point, it got to be like, okay, you can do maps quests, print it mm -hmm. out and then take it with you. But yep. as at like actual Atlas, like looking at it probably then, because I think I want to say like 05, 06, I got a Garmin and I was like, this yeah. thing is revolutionary. And yeah. then I've never had to look at a map since, but I remember, I remember going places like I had to have my seat empty because I had, that thing was impossible to unfold in a car. Like it, it, the equivalent, like, Oh yeah. Folding most, a map. Like there's no way any, like no way any of our kids could no. fold a map. And not, not only that, like you think it's like, okay, what's the, what's the most, what's the most dangerous way to drive? Okay. If you're on your cell phone, if somebody is acting up, or if you have an Atlas, like there's just, there's, <laughs> it's like, okay, let me lift this up where I need to go. And, and it, it's like, it's, it's <laughs> in case you forgot your sunshade, you can put your Atlas in your window. I mean, this thing was yeah. huge, but uh, I mean, yeah, it, I remember it very easily. Like, yeah. And, and uh, I remember whenever we were kids, our mom made us uh, a laminated map of our route from Midland, Texas to Amarillo, Texas to visit our grandparents. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, this is where we're going and all the cities along the way. It was a fun little thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I remember printing off the map quests and stuff oh, yeah. like that. And oh, yeah. Like, you know, having to get down like whenever I went to college and stuff like that, going across all the way across Texas and yeah, keep having to refer to a piece of paper I or would, a map uh, or whatever. And yeah. I, I would reset my odometer trip meter because I'd mm -hmm. be like, it's like three, three miles. It's like turn left. Okay. There. And I'd reset it. And then I'd be like 142 miles. It's like, okay, there's a hundred. And so, okay, here it's coming up. And I can, so I just keep resetting my trip meter every time I take some turn. Yeah. 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 Man, some people will never know how it used to be. It's wild. It's wild that this was, didn't seem that long ago. It doesn't. No. Like, it's like we went from everybody had to have a map to maps are totally unnecessary in a matter yeah. of five years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it went quick. Very. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you remember a scary childhood moment uh, that we both experienced? where it was the 4th of July. Okay. And we went out to our father's remote office. <laughs> yes, I do. We <laughs> shot off fireworks in the parking lot. Yes. And then yes. we were in inside his office. We used the bathroom, kind of yep. played around. Yep. And then we went back home. And then I think it was our mom said, what if you just look back in in the window you just saw like a guy in a ski mask with a chainsaw or something it's it's, it's like well <laughs> and, and it's it's one of those it's it's it was the exactly the same as your wife with the the scary stories they tell kids like it's just to freak us out for the sake of freaking us out it's like she didn't need to say that and it's like one she didn't need to say that two it was like are we gonna look and talk ourselves into that being the case and three, we're in a car. We're going away from this. This is not like right. we're stuck there. Like, right. there's no reason to say this. <laughs> it freaked me out. Absolutely. It was terrifying. And it was one of those things is like, I don't even want to look. Like, it's like, I know it's not there. But if I look, I'll think, I'll talk myself into the fact that it is there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, hey, I can't beat up mom too much because uh, we, uh, <laughs> we took, we we took our kids down 
and did a camping trip yeah just on our land we we weren't going to sleep out there or anything sure. but you know we set up a tent and had s'mores and all that yeah. you know well it got dark and uh we started telling spooky stories sure those kids were ready to get back <laughs> in the house they were <laughs> and i must say i was like nailed it nailed it i mean what it's so goofy it's like why is that like just like oh what's your what's your sole purpose in life it's like i have to protect and provide for my children it's like uh -huh. what do you want to scare the everling hell out of them it's like hell yeah, hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows why i agree yeah makes sense i don't know well that's all i got for you buddy you right. know what you're free to go oh that's good to know i mean uh i'll just keep traveling south nothing can go wrong right uh, so, um, so I, like I said, I had never seen this movie before. Um, I was uh, a little pleasantly surprised by, I thought it was going to be worse than it was. I don't really understand the critic audience disconnect. I don't know why critics loved it so much and audiences don't. Yeah, really the only, um, I just remember hearing people complaining about motion sickness. Yeah, that, yeah. That, at least that makes sense if that's the complaint, if that's the thing that sticks with them. But I mean, I think it's pretty and, solid. Like, yeah, and you know, like Heather's real annoying. Yeah, but, but something I wanted to touch on is I think she's kind of playing a role of the dramatic. Ooh, I'm making a documentary on this yeah. spooky stuff. So she's kind of supposed to be annoying. So I, it's and she, and I think I think she's probably playing like it's an improv. It's it's probably very improvisational. I guarantee the sure. they didn't have a script that says you have to say this. It's probably like the gang gets into a fight over uh -huh. them and 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 they kind of ran with that. I I think yes, they play annoying characters. But yeah. they do it very well, and yeah. they and and whenever, especially when they go into the um, mic at different points, he was like screaming, and he's and you can hear a little break in his voice, and you're just like, oh, it's heartbreaking. It's just like that's that's it's we you obviously as a father of children, there's a difference between yes. a scream of your child of just like oh you're making noise and a scream of terror. It's uh, it's yeah, it, it is sounds wrong. It is a different scream and that scream stops me cold and be like, I am, that's like yep. lights and sirens. Here I come. Yeah. That's a different type of scream. And whenever you hear that desperation, you're just like, Oh, I, this is like, yeah. And, and whenever Heather gets upset and really like really breaks down, you're like, man, you're doing mm. a good job in this. I think she always, I think she gets a bad rep. I think it's just, I think, yeah. like you said, they're supposed to be annoying. And yeah. then you, even as annoying as they are, they're still sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, th I think they were supposed to play yeah. naive kids, yeah. you know, in over, the, in over their heads. Yeah. And yeah, I think they, do they accomplished well. it. I think they did a great job. So what is your, uh, what is your rating for this film? Uh, not exactly one you want to rewatch. No, not really. I mean, it's, I like this movie for the fact that it actually freaks me out, yeah, kind of yeah. like I can, you know, it kind of scares me. And, yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I would give it a seasonal. I'll watch it. Watch it if it's okay. If it's, it's okay I'll watch. watch it. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll watch it. You know, if if I need yeah. to find a scary movie. 
I, I, I give it a, I give it a 3.0 out of five. Um, I think, I think it probably lingers a little too much on the getting lost and getting there and, and, and getting there before it gets, it's only 81 minutes. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's on Hulu. So go watch it. It's, it's, it's a real quick watch. It's easy to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I highly recommend, uh, you know, it's, if, if you like camping, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, you may never do it again. You may never do it again. Uh, I think that just about does it for this episode of the Film Critic of Common Man. Thank you so very much for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at Neb has been and Letterboxd and Neb810 on Instagram at Ben Miller Movies. Check out my website at Ice Cream for Freaks. You can follow my other writing at the Film Experience and Cinema Scholars. A lot of great stuff coming up this week. Great new movie uh, review coming out this week called The Banshees of Inishirin with uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Great movie coming out. Uh, Highly recommended. It's one of my favorites of the year. Have the review coming on a Friday. Uh, you can also find me on other pods. I'm the David Thulis of podcasting. Jake, where can the people find you? Out in the woods, man. Out in the woods, just living life. It's like as long as you have cigarettes, you're good to go, buddy. Cigarettes and honey buns, <laughs> bud. <laughs> Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Critic Common Pod. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review. Enjoy the show wherever you get your podcast. Uh, spooky season continues next week, and we got a banger. We got the Silence of the Lambs coming up next week. It, it might be a two-hour podcast. It, we got a lot to get into. It is going to yeah. be great. We will catch you oh, next yeah. time. Thank you so very much for joining us. Have a good one, guys. Sick!